He's gonna get you. 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 The boogeyman is coming. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I'm Jay Thomas, and this week we are going over the multiverse of Michael Myers. Halloween has been through a lot of different versions over the years, and there are multiple timelines to distinguish and decipher between which ones work, which ones don't. There's five different Halloween timelines. Well, I'm going to go over them because Halloween ends next week. The final installment comes out next week in theaters and on Peacock. It's the final battle between Jamie Lee Curtis, as Laurie Strode, and Michael Myers, supposedly. We've been down this road before. And uh, I'm going to go over, like, why this franchise has done what it's done. I'm not going to dive too deep into every movie because that would take forever. In fact, this is officially the third time I've tried to record this. Because one time I went way too long, way too descriptive. And I'm like, I'm not going to edit this This is There's way too much here. What have I done? So I'm going to give a basic timeline for all of these and kind of tell you what works and what doesn't in each one. Are you ready? Here we go. So... I said there were five timelines. On this thing I'm looking at, there's technically four. But I think the first timeline to consider with Halloween is just the first two movies. Because after the first two movies, John Carpenter said, you know what, we don't want to do Michael Myers anymore. So Halloween 3 was called Season of the Witch, and it didn't involve Michael Myers at all. It was his own thing. And he wanted to keep doing that every couple years. Sort of like a Twilight Zone. Like Halloween was just going to be like the the main title, but then it was going to be different horror stories during Halloween. So technically, the franchise was supposed to end with Halloween 2. So Halloween 1 and 2, they are the first timeline as far as I'm concerned. And it's kind of hard to follow Halloween 1 and 2. Not so much Halloween 2. That movie's okay. Uh, It's just Michael Myers stalking Laurie Strode still from the night before, or from the same night, uh, at a hospital. And to this day, I'm still, I still think of Halloween 2 every time I have to stay in a hospital, which I've stayed in a hospital a lot of times. And I always picture Michael Myers peeking at me through uh, the little window in a hospital room door. Uh, But it's very hard to beat the first movie. John Carpenter's original classic, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. uh, You had all of her friends that Michael goes through. Michael Myers is, is going after Jamie Lee Curtis for no reason, really, other than he's just a figure in a white mask stalking her because she stopped at his house to drop off a key and he didn't like that. Although she doesn't know that. She doesn't even know he exists at that point. But then he follows her, and then he follows her friends and murders them one by one. And it's moody. It's atmospheric. The music is phenomenal. It's it's not just one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of my all-time favorite movies ever. And I just rewatched it again the other day, and it holds up. It is so good. It's barely bloody, but it, it can be very violent at times. You just hear Michael breathing a lot. And it's just creepy. Donald Pleasance plays his doctor that is following him and trying to stop him from getting out because he knows that Michael Myers is just straight up evil. There's nothing to him other than he is the embodiment of evil. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, 
and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. And Halloween 2 just kind of continues that. And, you know, it, end, it ends with Michael Myers in a room and there's an explosion and he's on fire and then he collapses. Donald Pleasance is also in the fire and Jamie Lee Curtis escapes. And that, boom, end of that timeline. Like, they, they could have ended the series right there. It probably would have been fine if they did. Uh, but they didn't because everybody wanted Michael Myers. Everybody was mad that Halloween 3 was like, no, you know what? We're not doing this. Uh, we want Michael Myers back. So the return of Michael Myers, Halloween 4, shows up in 1988, 10 years after the original movie. They're very big on anniversaries. So now you have what I consider the second timeline, which is Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. So Halloween 4, 5, and 6 are not super great. But the thing that I like the most is Daniel Harris plays the daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is no longer in the movies anymore. Uh, Her character, Laurie, has died in a car accident. But Michael is revealed to be Laurie Strode's brother in the second movie. And there's this weird thing where he needs to go after his family members. That's why he was stalking her all along. John Carpenter didn't even like that he made that. Like, he wrote it. He wasn't even a big fan of it, but they did it just to bring Michael Myers back in part two. So now Michael is chasing his niece uh, that he just found out about after he's been in a coma for 10 years after the explosion. Donald Pleasance is back, and he's getting crazier and crazier as he chases Michael Myers down in Haddonfield once again. Um, I love Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd. Uh, She's such a good actress, even as a little kid, and she's really the reason to watch this movie. Um, I also like Ellie Cornell, who plays Rachel Carruthers, her foster sister. I thought she played a good kind of final girl. She wasn't, I mean, obviously she's not iconic as Jamie Lee Curtis, but I thought she was really good, and I liked her relationship with Jamie. And that really goes through the fourth movie. And it has this crazy ending at the end of four where Jamie seems like the powers that Michael had or this weird thing, she touches his hand at one point when he's supposedly dead, and then he wakes up and the whole town gets together and they shoot Michael and he falls in this giant hole. And it seems like his essence or something goes over Jamie and she ends up like stabbing her stepmom and Dr. Loomis sees it and freaks out. No! 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 And it is a great twist. It's a great ending. They don't follow up on it very well in the fifth movie. Fifth movie has maybe the most annoying set of teenagers I've ever seen. Rachel gets killed very early on. It's very disappointing. Uh, What I do like is the scene where she does die. Michael just kind of follows her kind of throughout the house. Like you see him in windows and she never knows he's there. And she's like one of the first people that dies in the movie. And it's very disappointing because it's like I liked her a lot in the fourth movie. And to have her just kind of thrown away like that, it it was a real bummer. Uh, Jamie is mute in the fifth one for whatever reason because of her link with Michael Myers. He's been in a coma again for a year, but he wakes up suddenly uh, and he has a weird tattoo on his wrist that uh, is the the ruin of Thorn. So it's we don't know why. There's also a man in black that shows up every once in a while. You see a duster and a big hat and a coat and a and boots and but you don't know anything about it. Uh, Doctor Loomis is getting more insane. As this one goes on, he has no tolerance for children, which is my favorite thing about Donald Pleasance in these movies, is he just gets more and more insane. It ends with Michael getting arrested and taken to the police station, and then the man in black shows up, 
who again, we don't know who it is, and he shoots up the police station and takes Michael away. Jamie goes into the building to see what's going on after she was taken away in a police car, and uh, they apparently kidnap her. Then we get to the sixth movie, which is a complete train wreck. Here's the best thing about Halloween 6. Paul Rudd is in it. It's one of his very first movies. In fact, I think it might say introducing Paul Rudd, or Paul Stephen Rudd, I think, is the credit. Um, It goes back to Lori's family, like their her cousins or something like that they now live in i believe the myers home and she has a son that is starting to hear things and the man in black is there the thing with the man in black they wrote the character into part five but they didn't know what they were going to do with it the writers just put it in there and the director's like yeah keep it we'll figure it out in the next movie they don't it's stupid he's like the guy that ran smith's grove and he's been nurturing michael throughout this whole thing daniel harris doesn't return for six she wanted to but they wouldn't pay her the money she wanted uh, they kill her off early on in the movie, but it's a different actress, and no one cares about her. She seems way older than she should be. And like the worst part about Six and Jamie being back in it is when you meet this new version of Jamie, she's pregnant, and that's weird because she should be like 14, 15 years old, somewhere around there, maybe 16, I don't know. Like you never find out in the regular version who the baby's father is. It's just, you just figure it's maybe one of the druid people that have kidnapped her or the man in black. But uh, in the producer's cut, it's explained that it's Michael's baby. So Michael and Jamie, and then there was a baby, and that's disgusting. Like, they had no idea what was going on with Halloween 6. And they tried to explain why Michael goes after his family by talking about, like, the ancient ones and the curse of Thorn and Tommy Doyle, who, Paul, that's Paul Red's character, and Tommy's from the, the the first movie. He's, like, been obsessed with Michael, and he figured out it has to do with constellations, and it is the dumbest shit. I've ever heard in my life and there's a producer's cut for Halloween 6 that is better than the regular movie however they're both garbage there's a fun scene where Michael electrocutes somebody and the head explodes that scene's great uh other than that it's a very confusing movie and doesn't make a lot of sense at the end of the movie depending on what you watch in the theatrical one Tommy Doyle beats the out of Michael Myers with a pipe and like green ooze comes out of his mask and it's really confusing you don't really know exactly what's happening because they do these crazy flash cuts um in the producer's cut michael's chasing uh tommy and kara and danny because they, they want to make danny strode like the new michael myers like that's kind of the idea and then apparently the baby at some point as well um but tommy <laughs> stops michael dead in his tracks with these ruins and he puts them down on the ground and michael's like well i guess i can't go any further and that concludes timeline two because six was so bad, they're like, oh god, we got we got to ignore those. They don't exist, which is a bummer. Because I love Donald Pleasance in those movies. Uh, Donald Pleasance died after the Halloween six, and he died while they were finishing it. They had to do a bunch of reshoots, so the ending is super confusing. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis showed some interest in coming back for Halloween H two O. So this one follows Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween H two O, and Halloween Resurrection. Halloween H two O is Halloween twenty years later where Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, has escaped. She did fake her death. They kept that idea. But everything else that came before, Halloween 4, 5, and 6, do not exist. Halloween 1 and 2 do. So uh, Laurie and Michael are still brother and sister in this one. And she is the headmistress of a prep school that her son attends. Her son, John, was a tribute to John Carpenter. And he's the age that, that uh, Jamie should be. Uh, but again, Jamie doesn't exist anymore. Michael's been missing since the explosion at the hospital in Halloween 2. 
uh, but he's back. There's some fun scenes in this one where Michael uh, stalks a woman and her child in a bathroom. It's a real creepy scene. It's still good. Uh, the opening scene, you get uh, Dr. Loomis's nurse from the first movie. She's in it for like maybe two minutes in the beginning of the first Halloween. She has the files of where Laurie Strode has been ever since everything happened in 1978. And Michael goes to her house, kills her neighbors, kills her, gets all the information, then goes to California. It's not the most Halloween-y uh, feeling of all of the movies, but it's okay. LL Cool J is also in the movie. Josh Hartnett plays uh, Laurie's son, John. It's one of his first movies. He's got the weirdest haircut in that one. If you like 90, late 90s horror, if you like Scream, this movie is a re- it exists because of Scream. Because Scream brought back horror. And uh, Halloween is a big part of Scream. They use a couple references in it. Uh, literally, they show scenes from Halloween at the end of the movie. They use the soundtrack for Halloween playing on the TV for the scene at the end of the movie. So it, it exists because of it. And Kevin Williamson wrote this one, and he wrote the Scream, first two Scream movies. And it's all right. It, if you like 90s horror, Halloween H2O is fine. And I did. I used to think it was great. It this great ending where Jamie Lee Curtis cuts off Michael Myers' head at the end with an axe. It goes rolling away, and then the movie ends. Great way to end the franchise. In fact, I remember telling a friend of mine, Ben, in high school in study hall, well, it's over. There's no way they can continue it. She cut his head off. Oh, naive high school Jay. You idiot. Halloween Resurrection. Uh, follows uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's now in a mental hospital, because it turns out she cut off some rando's head instead. Michael grabbed an EMT that was coming to wrap up his body at the end of H2O, crushed his larynx, put his mask on, switched clothes, you know, that all song and dance. So Lori is now in a mental hospital, and Michael shows up like she knows he's going to. She sets a trap for him, but wouldn't you know, she messes up. She gets killed by Michael Myers. And then he decides to go home where there's a web series being created uh, for a Halloween special online with webcams where a bunch of dumb teens, or they're in college, I guess, or in his house. Uh, Tyra Banks and Busta Rhymes are the owners of Dangertainment, and they've set up like this haunted house type of situation for a bunch of college kids to stay the night in Michael Myers' home and try to find out more about him. Little do they know, Michael Myers is actually back and in Haddonfield, and he's going to kill every single one of them. Except he doesn't. Sarah lives. And is Sarah the next final girl, the next girl that's going to take this franchise on? Uh, no, because all Sarah's character is, is she can scream really loudly. Which is funny, because the actress actually couldn't scream. It was uh, another person screaming for her, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Buster Rhymes ends up helping take down Michael, and Michael burns to death in his garage. Although, at the very end, his eyes open. Surprise! But you know what? That movie was so bad. Halloween Big Brother is what that one basically is. The fun thing I like about it, my favorite thing about Halloween Resurrection, is that uh, on the DVD that I had, and I'm pretty sure it's like that on the Blu-ray, there's a special feature where you can watch the movie from the webcams that all of the guys in the, uh, all the guys in, in, in the women that were in Michael's house, all their footage, you can watch the movie from their footage. And it's kind of creepy and kind of fun. It's sort of like a uh, found footage movie, which is interesting. Like, it's an interesting idea. The movie's just kind of dumb. And Michael's mask is real strange. Like, it's very close to the original one, but it's very defined. Michael's got, like, these crazy drawn-on eyebrows, which just look silly. There's also kind of a funny part where Busta Rhymes is dressed like Michael Myers, and he's talking to the actual Michael Myers, which he doesn't know that that is. And Michael's like, all right, whatever, and just walks away. I'm like, Michael Myers would totally just stab him in the face. Like, what is? what are they doing in this movie? 
it's a silly, ridiculous movie, but it's actually it's okay. Like it's sometimes fun to watch. Other times I just I can't I can't with it. But that ends the H two O timeline. Halloween Resurrection did so poorly and was so not well received that they ended up remaking the whole thing. So now we're to Rob Zombie's timeline. And he only made two movies, Halloween and Halloween 2. Because God forbid we get some original names up in this bitch. Now, I went into Halloween from Rob Zombie knowing that he's a giant fan of Halloween. Like, he's a big Michael Myers fan. And I thought that I liked that idea. And I liked uh, Devil's Rejects. I thought that was a very good movie. House of Thousand Corpses is okay. It's not great. Um, and I like half of Halloween. I like the first half of Halloween where he's looking at Michael Myers' backstory. But the problem is it's like a very generic serial killer backstory. He comes from a trashy home. It's very dirty. Everyone's swearing and screaming and being loud and obnoxious. Sherry Moon plays his mom, which I have no problem with that. I actually think she's really good in Halloween as uh, Michael Myers' mom. Jenny, little girl Jenny from Forrest Gump, is now playing Judith Myers, who Michael kills. But you get a backstory of Michael... He talks and stuff in the beginning, and then you see him go to uh, Smith's Grove after he murders his sister and his mom's dirtball boyfriend, which is very violent. Like, it's a super violent movie. And I like the stuff in the Insane Asylum uh, where you meet Dr. Loomis, played by Malcolm McDowell this time. He's kind of a hippie doctor in this one. And it's okay. Like, I don't mind that stuff. But then the second half of the movie is just basically a remake of the first Halloween. It follows a new Laurie, Scout Taylor Compton, and Taylor Maine plays big Michael Myers, and I mean big. This dude's huge. I did. I just it didn't work for me as a remake of the first movie. Like I liked Rob Zombie's original stuff, but then when it just kind of goes through the motions of being the first movie, but not as good, I didn't like it as much. The one thing I did like was I liked how violent it was. It was really graphic, but also they brought back Daniel Harris. Uh, she plays Annie this time, Laurie's friend, uh, who is in the first movie as well, but. I like that. I like that she got kind of redeemed and she was able to come back into the franchise because I do think she's a really good actress and she's very good in this franchise. These teenagers, though, like, I didn't like them. They were almost as annoying to me as the Halloween 5 teenagers. I don't mind Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie, but just her take on it is just, she's really loud and obnoxious. But, I mean, that's like every character in the Rob Zombie movies. Even Michael, when he's killing people, is grunting really loudly. It's like, shut up, man. You're Michael Myers. You're not supposed to make a noise other than breathe. And then Halloween 2 just kind of goes a little bit further, takes place like a year later. Michael's been in hiding, which is confusing because it seemed like he got shot in the face. But that was like a dream that Lori had. And like it starts where she's in a hospital, just like Halloween 2. And then it gets very violent and Michael shows up. But then she wakes up and she's just she's very she's just full of trauma from everything that happened in the first movie, which makes sense. I don't like Dr. Loomis in this one because he just is a fame-hungry person. He's written a book which reveals that Lori is actually Michael Myers' sister, and then Lori freaks out about that. She's just kind of a bitch to everybody, including Annie. Daniel Harris is actually back for the second one. I did like that Brad Dourif plays Sheriff Brackett, uh, who I've always liked the police officers in the Halloween franchise. There's just something about them. I think I, I like them. They're all nice. And I love that Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky, and then he's also battling Michael Myers in this one. It's just kind of a fun horror thing. But I really dislike Halloween 2. It is super loud, super obnoxious. Everybody's just looks filthy. And I just, I don't like the super grisly, disgusting Michael Myers where his mask is half off. And it just, it bothers me. But I apparently I'm not alone uh, because that ended Rob Zombie's run in Halloween. 
you know, it's kind of a bummer, but it just I Halloween two is one of the rare movies I was in the theater and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to leave. Like that's how much I disliked it. And I don't know if it's because it's that bad of a movie or if it's just I'm too close to the Halloween series. Like I've watched them all so many times and I loved the first like set of movies and just seeing like some characters that I, I know from the previous ones and them being portrayed totally different. Like that's more on me that I had a preference for the other one, but it's just not a great movie. It's even in the Rob Zombie world. Like it's just, it's so obnoxious, but then around the 40 year mark, we get Halloween 2018. It's just called Halloween. Nothing confusing about that at all. But Jamie Lee Curtis returns. And this time the timeline is the first Halloween movie, the original with John Carpenter. Then this Halloween, then Halloween kills and Halloween Ends, which comes out next week. Uh, so we are currently still in this timeline, and it follows Lori. Now it's 40 years after. It doesn't count H2O, so that never happened. This has erased literally everything except the first movie, which drives me insane because what this movie basically is is the greatest hits from all the other Halloweens. There are so many deaths and references to the entire series. Like, if they were so good, why are we considering them non-existent? Like, what... What is the point of this? Like, they redo the H2O bathroom scene. They, uh, God, what else do they do? They do so much. The the escaped mental patients walking around in their gowns. They do that again when Michael escapes. Uh, they have a Dr. Loomis character, but with a twist that I thought was really stupid, and you could see it coming a mile away. Lori has a daughter this time, no longer a son, kind of like Jamie, except it is actually Karen. Um, and I like Karen. I, I do. She's played by Judy Greer. I've always liked Judy Greer and stuff. And this time it also follows Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter, uh, Allison, played by Andy Matichek. And I, I, I like her. Like, I like Lori's new family, and I like some of uh, Allison's friends, which I didn't think I would. Uh, th- some of them are annoying teenagers, but that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be annoying teenagers that are going to get stabbed in the face. Like, that's what you, what you expect. Uh, but one thing that this what this series does is it erases Lori and Michael being brother and sister. Now he's just a guy that attacked Lori Strode back in the 70s and Kurt killed all of her friends, and she's just dealing with it. There's podcasters. They're doing a true crime documentary on uh, Michael Myers and Lori Strode, and eventually Michael breaks out, goes to Haddonfield, stabby, 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 murders a bunch of people. Uh, the scene where he murders Vicky, which is one of Allison's friends, she's babysitting, kind of like uh, in the original movie. I really liked her. I liked her and her boyfriend, Miles Robbins. Uh, he plays Dave. He's just a stoner character. But I liked those two, and I wish the movie would have been about them. But it wasn't. Um, it comes down to a final showdown between Lori and Michael and Lori's daughter and granddaughter. And it's the three women taking charge, and they trap Michael in Lori's house, which is basically just a prison for Michael. She's been waiting for him for years. And they light that thing on fire. And Michael's once again. For the third time in the franchise. Dies by fire. But oh wait. He doesn't die. Because now we move on to Halloween Kills. Where he uh, gets rescued by firefighters. And then he murders all the firefighters. In fact I think the body count on Halloween Kills. Has to be the biggest in all of the, the whole franchise. Um, it is a super violent movie. But it is just Michael going around Haddonfield killing people. Lori's barely in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is there, but she's in a hospital the entire time. She's had surgery. It's just, I, I don't know. The other thing that I was annoyed by in Halloween Kills 
is the whole town gets together to fight back against Michael Myers. They're tired of living in fear. They're going to kill Michael Myers this time, and they have a saying, and that saying is evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight! Evil dies tonight! All right, everybody, calm down. Evil dies tonight! God damn it, bracket! Evil dies tonight! They say it so many times, and the town is led by Tommy Doyle, this time played by Anthony Michael Hall. Tommy was a little boy that Lori was babysitting the night of the original murders. She was also babysitting Lindsay Wallace, who uh, is played by Kyle Richards, who was the little girl from the original one. So she's actually recurring uh, from her original role when she was a child, which I kind of like that. Um, There's so many nods still to the other movies. It just repeats so many things. Like even the mob of the town, they do a smaller version of that in Halloween 4. Um, The thing I do like in Halloween Kills is they they remake kind of the ending of the first Halloween. And they do some shots from Halloween 1978. It looks like it's directly from that movie. I don't know how they did it, but it looks great. They have a Dr. Loomis again. Uh, which is uh, an actor that they put prosthetics on, and he sounds just like Donald Pleasance and looks just like him. I thought they did like a deep fake on it, but no, it's prosthetics. Like, it's crazy. And I thought that was really neat. Um, And that takes us to where we are now. Next week, Halloween Ends debuts in theaters and on Peacock. I will watch it probably on Peacock would be my guess. And I will try to get the podcast out as soon as I can. But that's the current timeline that we're in. We're in the H4O timeline, you could call it where it's just Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and now Halloween ends. Will this be the final installment of Halloween? Who knows? John Carpenter's already said if it makes a lot of money, they'll probably be back, so we'll see what happens. I have loved the Halloween franchise since I was in high school, and the good and the bad, I I still watch them repeatedly. I even like Halloween 3. It's a silly 80s campy movie, but there's no Michael Myers, so I didn't really get into it in this one, but... I, for me, the, uh, the the timeline that I like the best is Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. Like, 4, 5, and 6, not great, but I really love Daniel Harris. I love Donald Pleasance, and seeing them in there, it, it just makes me happy. I love Halloween 4. I did recently watch Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, back-to-back, like, for six hours almost. I watched those the other day, and they do actually fit together. Like, they do work together, but for some reason, I miss that idea that Michael and Lori are brother and sister. Even though it gets it kind of goes against the fact that Michael is just this shape of evil. Like he's just there being evil and killing people. Like there's no rhyme or reason to why he's doing stuff. He's just killing. Like that kind of took it away and gave their gave it a reason for it, but it just gets so convoluted and silly. But I do prefer the original set of movies. But, you know, if Halloween ends is a really good movie, it'll make up for it, I think, and then I might like these other ones retroactively better. I've already tried to force-feed them down my throat numerous times. I am liking Halloween Kills a little bit more as just a movie you can throw on when you have friends over in the background. If you just want to see Kills, Halloween Kills, literally, that's all it is. And it's just gory, and it's a splatterfest, and it's kind of fun. It'll be interesting to see how they wrap up this new trilogy and timeline. I say this new timeline because I'm pretty confident eventually they'll make more. 
because people right now just love themselves some Michael Myers. And I have for many, many years. So I'm looking forward to next week. And I think that pretty much wraps up the multiverse of Michael Myers. We did it. We've gone through every timeline. We've gone through every version of Laurie Strode, every version of Michael Myers. It's been a wacky, wild ride. And it's time for it to end. But like Dr. Loomis says in Halloween 4, Maybe nobody knows how to stop it. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.